This show contains mature and sexual content matter, which may be inappropriate for some younger listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Get ready for Daywire on CJSR, queer radio that recruits. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hello. We're Gaywire. I'm Alexa. I'm Anna. I'm JD. We're all back. It's so <laughs> nice. Three of us. We made it through the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and we have four more years to just make it through. <laughs> or maybe less. Oh, yeah. There's some. There are some investigations <laughs> happening, no? There's Am some I... things cooking on the grill. Yeah. yeah. We'll get We'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we will have like a bit of a moment about that, just talking about the GSA walkout that's planned for next week. But we have a whole bunch of other stuff, too, to talk about today, starting with pop culture, then getting to the loony. And then there's other things. I have to look at our list. <laughs> but what's the pop culture we're going to open with? You want to talk about some show? Yes. Special. So I stayed up till midnight last night trying to crap. You texted me yesterday, like, watch special. So. <laughs> I stayed up till midnight watching it, and then I came home, and I'm still trying to I'm still trying to finish it. And then you picked me up, uh-huh. and I'm not done. So we can't talk about the last episode. Well, we won't spoil it for no, we won't spoil it for anyone. anyone. I don't care about anybody else, but <laughs> spoil it for me. I'm trying to even. My memory is so horrible that I'm even trying to think. Is it what happens in the last? No, no, no. But in oh, the last you don't episode. remember? The, well, is that not that memorable then? Yeah. So what do you want to talk about? It's about for people who haven't seen it because I hadn't seen it until yesterday. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> the the show, it's called Special, for those of you who didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the show centers around uh, the main character, who also, I believe, wrote and directed the show. Mm-hmm. And he is a young gay man living at home with his mother, and he has cerebral palsy. And... I mean, I don't want to give away a lot of the show, but it's a very clever mm-hmm. comedy um, I think that the characters are, r- like, really funny. All of them I love, especially mm-hmm. his mother. Yeah, she ends up, yeah, she ends up being, like, coming out of it and being, like, funny and that she, yeah, she's yeah. really, yeah. That was um, a really good description. I have really good words. Um, yeah. <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have all um, the words. But I it. think it, like, it tackles, um, like, ableism and, uh, it's interesting because I don't think that like him being gay is like a it's like a non-issue in the entire show which I love Mm -hmm. I love that Netflix does that with with characters now that like there are characters who are gay or trans and it's it's not the only thing about their character that's important they Mm -hmm. have characters that have these like they're very developed and like wonderful characters for reasons other than their sexuality or their gender or whatever Mm -hmm. this show starts he's already obviously out to his mother because isn't at no point does he have to explain to his mother what being gay is. Exactly. And when he f- falls for a guy, it's not a discussion about homosexuality. It's just a discussion about relationships. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always nice to 
see that it's so rare on on broadcast TV still. And I don't think like I don't think this is giving anything away because what I from what I remember it's in the preview. Mm. But the sort of premise is that he has cerebral palsy and but he gets hit by a car. Right. And then it sort of picks up a few months later when he's recovered from the car accident and he starts a new job. So he's in a new environment with people. And they, it's sort of like the story gets convoluted, but it ends up being, he goes along with a story that he has like different injuries because of the car accident, not because of his cerebral palsy. So then it becomes a story of what he says in in terms of like coming out about his disability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so it's, it's about, I mean, depending on how you look, it's about ableism in the gay community. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of shows about being gay, but I don't think there's I've ever seen a TV show that deals with that intersection between uh, having cerebral palsy or anything else and and being gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from what it like again, I don't know why this seems like it was so long ago. I think it's because the last month felt like a year, but <laughs> um, and I'm not sure when I watched it, but. Um, but also, I think, like, from what I remember, one of his love interests, his disability also isn't even discussed or an issue, right? Like, it's also sort of not, like, wh- is that fair to say? The one that he sort of, <laughs> um, uh, I guess, in the, in the last half is more interested in? Yeah. Uh, I think it, it is and it isn't. It's not, like, an issue in that the person has an issue with it. hmm I don't, again, I don't want to spoil it. I know. (laughs) The running, not joke, but the running plot line is that he's covering up his disability or his cerebral palsy with being uh, hit by a car. Being hit by a car. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the, that's the, his his shtick Mm -hmm. uh, during the, uh, during the whole season. So, um, again, I haven't seen the end, so I don't know if it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, so it also, um, it also brings up a lot of things that you hear in like uh, crip theory, which is like something that's um, not, not exactly like queer theory, but it's a reclamation of that term and sort of it's thinking about like disability and an ableism critically. Mm. And what they are, what I've heard is that. Um, in society, it tends to be that if you uh, have a disability because of an accident, or say because of like war or whatever it might be, that that is treated far differently than if you were born with a yeah. disability, right? So he's getting at that, like he's getting at that, like he mm-hmm. was hiding that he was born with something, and that people almost celebrated him because when he said it was due to a car accident, right? Yeah. Which is very different, but in terms of how we think of like sexuality in terms of like we make the argument that we're born with it and therefore we should have rights and it's not an accident or a choice but with disability it's a bit different in terms of how those things are like valued mm-hmm. I guess yeah and if you're wondering if it meets the threshold of enough gay sex mm. for a show to yeah. be yeah yes it, it passes <laughs> that threshold it also um, <laughs> I find that I found that it's really aesthetically pleasing. Like all of the characters have like really cool style, and the mm. colors in the show are really nice. Yes, um, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is very colorful. Yeah, and the and the um, the cot like I mean the cot the costume design is really nice, but they're regular clothing, but like all we all like very beautifully chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, and two, yeah, and his his other friend who he works with, like everybody is sort of like having these like secrets about their lives that they're trying. And again, we can't say, but that they're <laughs> that everyone is like dealing with where they're trying to sort of um, be who they're not. And it's mm-hmm. a and I wonder, like I don't know if there's any any discussion of whether there's going to be a second season or not. But. Well, there has to be. It ended on such a cliffhanger. <laughs> I can't remember. It ends on. I'll tell you after the show, but it ends on a yeah, huge no, cliffhanger. Oh my god! If enough people watch it, so if people go watch it, yeah, in forty-five minutes, yeah, <laughs> uh, then maybe Netflix. I mean, they keep a track of all these stuff, so yeah. they'll say, okay, yeah, enough people watch it. We have to do another season. Yeah. So go watch it. Every episode is fourteen minutes long. That's true too. Yeah, so that, they're not yes. long episodes, and they, and it's not a long season. There aren't that many episodes no. either. Yeah. So just. Watch it over your lunch breaks or mm-hmm. whatever on the bus, on the bus, wherever people phone. live. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. use it, use up your data. Yeah. <laughs> you can, we have phones that show us stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm you glad. Can watch it while you listen to us. Just turn the volume <laughs> True. down. Low. This yeah. is the world we live in now. Listen to the radio Multi-pass. while watching Netflix. Yeah, while driving. <laughs> All right. That felt like a good warm-up. So are we ready to get into the loony? Oh, yeah. So Are we? Yes. So do you want to explain so the context of the loony? Oh, yeah. Well, and we, then you're, yes. or do you want me to? I mean, well, we can tell the context, and then we can uh, talk well, about how it's problematic. we talked about it last week, or the week before, or both weeks. I can't remember. And we've talked about it in the past. We, we, thought, remember we thought it was a quarter. And then last, yes. week, last week, we found out it was a loony, and Ooh. so we were... Yeah. So we the queer community is worth four times. Four times more important than we were. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this was announced like a year ago that there would be a, a special coin, a loony, coming out uh, this year to celebrate the 50th anniversary of 1969, mm-hmm. which, amongst other things, was when, and I mean, this is debatable, but it's being sold as the de- decriminalization of homosexuality. Right. Which we will unpack. This. We'll get into we'll, why it's we, not. We have but yeah, how many fifty minutes left? <laughs> yeah, we, we can unpack that. Yeah. Uh, so it's been it. It was revealed this past week, and I know that Alexa, you made a point of not. Well, I wanted it to be a not, moment. Yeah. So all I knew is that it was two faces, and then I tried to avoid it. Yeah. For this reveal, because you know, yeah, because people do this on YouTube now. Like they do <laughs> YouTube videos of them. Like seeing something for the first time or watching, like there's YouTube videos of people looking at movie trailers. Okay. So this is. I know there's unpacking videos. Yeah, unpacking. Yeah. But it's not visual, so people have to imagine (laughs) your reaction. Here, I'll just pass this to you right now. There you go. Yeah. So (laughs) the artist's name is Joe Average. Okay. He's uh, from Vancouver. Have you seen this, Anna? I saw it online, but yeah. oh, this is much bigger. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's a big printout. It's, so his name is Joe Average. He's from Vancouver. Uh, he's gay. He's been living with HIV for 35 years now. Uh, I read some of his bio online. I mean, if you look, I looked at his website. I recognize some of his uh, drawings and paintings. Uh, he's known for that kind of cartoony, uh, like broad lines, very oh, bright colors. Yes. yes. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, and not 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 little detail, like big detail, like big images. Yes. So it seems to me really ironic giving him one color to work with mm-hmm. on a coin. <laughs> on a coin that's this big. That, yeah. 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 It would have 
I think if you're gonna use Joe Average, put his art on like one of our plastic bills. Yeah, that's what the Mint should have done. Yeah, it's not. But you know how they hard how hard they had to work to get a woman on there, let alone a woman of color. I guess we have to describe it for the people who are. Yeah, who can't see or can't see it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because uh, this is radio. Mm -hmm. So it's two faces that together make one face. One one face has an earring, and there's kind of rays of. I don't know, light coming out of them, and on on each side, one side says equality, and the other side says egalite. I think so, it, I think it might be uh, headdresses, like like big sort of like drag queen esque headdresses. That's what I'm seeing anyway. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's open to interpretation. It's it in is. one yeah. color, it is, it and is, like looking yes. at his art just online now, it is very that is absolutely his style, and it yeah. has absolutely so from that point of view. I think that was a good choice to use him, and he's known and seeing it now. It's like, it's oh, I cheerful, recognize that celebratory, yeah. and he's done uh, a lot of artwork for like things like AIDS events, Pride events, uh, and for charity as well. Uh, he's well known in uh, the queer artistic community, so it was a good choice going with him. Just it's too bad that it's a loony. So the reason that we're like, and the reaction, and so we can back it up now. So what actually was being discussed in 1969 is, and people are, it's very contested. So so the government and the government of the day said that this was the decriminalization of homosexuality. Sure. But it wasn't. And what it was, was the... Um, and this is coming largely from historians like Tom Hooper, who's at York University, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Kinsman, and those sorts of people, who are arguing that like what actually happened was that the government acknowledged in 1969 that it couldn't and it never really did go into people's bedrooms and arrest them for homosexuality. Like just even thinking of the logistics of that is quite impossible. But what had yeah. always happened was that um, all forms of public sex, but especially trans and queer sex and people like people of color engaging in sex has been heavily heavily regulated and mm-hmm. targeted by police and state so what they did in 1969 is what they effectively put into the criminal code was an acknowledgement that they couldn't go in the bedroom so they they stipulated that it was between that you could now have basically anal sex between two adults over the age of 21 do you want me to read the amendment yeah sure sure uh, so yeah, like you were saying, what was illegal before the uh, changes in 1969 wasn't being gay or gay sex. It was buggery and gross indecency. And so that year they put a, uh, an exception clause into the law, like, mm-hmm. and saying that okay, the sections about buggery and gross indecency do not apply to any act committed in private between a a husband and his wife. I like that's a husband and his wife. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to be clear, it's yeah. not a wife and her husband. No. Anyway, and B, any two persons, each of whom is 21 years of age or more of age, mm-hmm. both of whom consent to the commission of the act, and as well, part two, for the purposes of subsection 1A, an act shall be deemed not to have been committed in private if it is committed in a public place or if more than two persons take part or are present. Exactly. So if yes. a man yeah. has anal sex with his wife and there's another woman there. Mm-hmm. That's not private. That's not private yeah. anymore. So this still applies to them too, I'm just saying. No, it does. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's that's what this so, is what we're yeah. celebrating. Yes. So this that's what it's about. <laughs> that's nonsense. Yeah. It is, that's and it absolute shows nonsense. Yeah, like. And you have to be 21, and the well, if you're if you're two men, you have to be 21 because yes. the age of consent was different, and For it still the, is. Yes. Yeah. But the age of consent for heterosexuals is 14 back then. Mm. Right. Because it takes you an extra seven years to figure out you're gay. Right. Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's 1969. Yeah. But yes, your point's totally right. They weren't legislating the bedrooms to begin with because they couldn't. Mm -hmm. Nobody was having gay sex in their house and then going outside and saying, we just had gay sex. Mm -hmm. And there was more than two of us there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, does my cat count? I don't know. No, my cat is not a person. Right, right. Good. Good. There's a lot of dogs and cats that are... Oh, yes. yeah. Um, they kind of wander in and out yeah, sometimes. They're, they're curious. Know. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So, this is the point, right? Like, people are saying, why commemorate this moment? And so, when we first heard that the loony was coming out, JD and I had a moment where we were like, what? Given what actually was discussed in 1969, what could they possibly put on that loony to symbolize what they're talking about? Which would have been two men in their bedroom with the door closed by themselves <laughs> over the age of 21, both consenting to it, right? Like, that could have been the loony. Still terrified for yeah. their lives. Yeah. So, or, like, the drapes closed. Yeah. Or yeah. a man and his wife. Yeah. Yes. Well, maybe they just liked just the year. Two separate rooms. Six, 69. Maybe that's why. Yeah. It was very convenient. Maybe they just thought it was, a, it was like yeah. a funny meme number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still just, on this. Where's the loony for the heterosexuals who could now do anal sex? That's true, too. Yeah. Well, I don't this know is, if they're, it's inclusive of that. They're in that. According to that law, if yeah. that's what we're celebrating. <laughs> so then so then to add to it, so we've got that criticism that like, okay, this wasn't actually the moment of equality. But on the coin, all it says is equality, and there's no acknowledgement of gay, queer, trans, anything, right? So again, it's a very sort of like, you know, liberalizing small l idea of what's going on here. The coin says equality on it, so it's yeah. like, but like what? Poof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. In 1969, like equality now. You folks didn't feel that? Like yeah. it was done. Yeah. What year were the Toronto bathhouse raids? Exactly. 80. So the well, 80 like multiple yeah. times, but yeah. the big one was 1980. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the argument is and this we what had you're, them here in Edmonton as well, no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they've yeah, yeah. throughout the two like in Calgary in 2000, 2000 or 2001. Yeah. So the argument is, so that's the second part. The argument is not only did this effectively just just concretely say what the government had already been doing, but what it also did was put a target on people who were having either public sex or sex in places that it was not s- private. Not private, like semi-private, semi-public like bathhouses and bars. Well, true. And where there's more yes. than two people. Trudeau said, "Bedrooms of the nation." Mm-hmm. Right, and then his fa- like hey, what they very, always that's a very limited view. A lot of gay men back then. I mean, they weren't married; mm-hmm. they couldn't be. And a lot of gay men back then weren't even cohabiting because they could be fired from their jobs. Mm-hmm. Some of them are probably married to women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where would they have sex? They'd have sex in their vehicles, in public parks. In bathhouses and in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. 
And I just want to, like, I want to, like, um, I just want to get this for sure. He famously said, and the thing that is quoted all the time is mm-hmm. that there's no place for the state in the bedrooms of the nation. But he immediately after yeah. said, but if it's we're talking about public sex, that's an entirely different matter, right? So even in that moment, that famous moment that in our queer communities we're supposed to point to of this being, you know, this moment of freedom, he absolutely backed it up by saying but the state is concerned with with sex in public, which, as you said, is a targeting of not just queer and trans folks, but also people who don't have access to any yeah. form of, like, stable housing or private rooms, right? right? And yeah. bathhouses weren't... Like, if the idea is that you don't want the public to see it, mm-hmm. a bathhouse isn't really a public place, because everybody who's going in there knows what they're going to see. Mm-hmm. There's no children in there. There's no people walking down the street and all of a sudden exposed to gay sex. So this was considered a safe and private place, but it wasn't because after 1969, the state actually increased the number of times in the amount of policing of bathhouses, raiding bathhouses. It escalated the amount, just them cracking down on gay sex, not in bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's f- funny you brought up Tom Hooper because he's been really leading the charge mm-hmm. against the loony. Yeah. He uh, had a piece on uh, CBC Online on April 22nd, and it's worth a, really worth a read, but he points out, and I didn't even know this, um, when he's talking about how uh, raids or the, the criminalization of gay sex actually increased after 1969, he says that there's one example uh, from 1976 where two young men in Edmonton were arrested at 5 a.m. in a park because they were kissing in a parked vehicle. Right. So, 1969, we're equal now because gay, being gay is legal, but that is demonstrably the opposite of what happened. Mm-hmm. The policing of gay sex increased after 1969 mm-hmm. because, like you said, you put it well, we had a target on our backs. Yeah, and there needed, there, there was, it was almost as if, like, it was almost as if this state had acknowledged that, like, okay, you can have it in the private bedroom. If you're 21, consenting. Yeah. There's only two of you. Point of view. <laughs> uh, but that means everything else is fair game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost as if they, like, set up this little... And I'm not saying it's that... Like, I'm not saying it's that calculated and planned out. But the way that these things function is that it, it set up this sort of, like, a lot of the ways that, you know, state politics works is they set up a protection, but that protection ends up exposing everything outside of it. Yeah. Right? So you have this exact situation where this happened. Um, yes. So then... And I and this is what, like, there's... there's um. I, met, I went to a conference in Ottawa that was specifically thinking about the 1969 criminal code and why it was problematic because we can also remember that, that in that criminal code it was they talked about abortion and they also talked about sex work and it was sp- supposed like in the years after this omnibus crime reform was seen as this huge moment of like social progress in which all these things happen but it's also worth noting that abortion wasn't like fully you know legalized and freed to everybody in 1969 it was under very very tight restrictions in which a woman needed to get the permission of like a council of physicians in order to receive an abortion right so there's all those sorts of things um but what these, what this, so this entire conference was like focused on how can we think critically about 1969, and one of the things they brought up is that the first mass protest in Canadian history of 
queer folks was 1971. And it was on the second anniversary of this omnibus mm-hmm. crime bill in which they were directly protesting how problematic this crime bill is or was, right? So there's like, I know that Tom Hooper and other folks have said like, why not put the 1971 We Demand rally on the loony? Because that was the community coming together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really good point. Mm. But the the government prints the money, so the government is going to celebrate themselves and not yes. the queer community, right? This isn't yes. actually a celebration of the queer community. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no. It's, uh, well, Tom Hooper in his article, he says, what are you doing this for? Well, and also, he, yeah. he, like, he calls them on it. He's, yeah. He says it's, it's, it's our prime minister celebrating his father. Mm. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, you, when you read the actual amendment, like, there's, I don't think that there's really anything in there that even really speaks about queer folks. No. Well, certainly not lesbians. No. <laughs> no, because they were only concerned with anal sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you were already equal, because quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says quality on the loony. Come it on. says it on the loony. <laughs> well, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this article has some good quotes. I'm not going to read them out, but he quotes uh, members of different parties, the Raleigh Mon created TIST, uh, the progressive conservatives and the NDP all saying that the amendment does nothing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I will read this quote from then Justice Minister John Turner, who later became prime minister, saying that uh, the 1969 amendment uh, does not promote homosexuality. Quote, it does not advocate such acts. It does not popularize such acts. It does not even legalize this kind of conduct. So just so we're clear, <laughs> yeah. like this is the government saying this is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that's one perspective. Well, I think the, it's also, I think it's also worth pointing out. And as you said, like mm. this is like the federal government choosing a time, mm-hmm. but it should also be acknowledged that Egal Canada, which mm-hmm. is the biggest lobbyist organization, yeah, the biggest like gay lobbyist organization in the country. Um, had a hand in this, right? So it's it's it is like definitely top down, and it's definitely like a moment of the government celebrating itself giving people rights. Mm-hmm. But there's also like needing to acknowledge that organizations like Egal had a hand in thinking this through and how it would be unrolled and all those sorts of sure. things. Sure, yeah. The uh, the uh, executive director of Egal Canada, Helen Kennedy's. Uh, I mean, she's been in the media, uh, kind of defending the loony or talking about why it's relevant why it's happening and she said here's a quote from her on on cbc uh, 1969 was a significant turning point in canada and commemorating it is a big deal she said let's take it as a moment in time let's take a moment in time to acknowledge a recognition and to acknowledge that the current government wants to affect change for lgbt people in canada mm-hmm. so i think tying 1969 to what the current government is trying to do uh, to make changes around that. I mean, we talked about their apology for all the people, uh, public servants, members of the military who mm-hmm. were fired, ironically, after 1969 when we achieved yeah. equality. <laughs> so it's just taking 50 years. Uh, yeah, and those firings didn't stop until the no, 90s. The fi- yeah. <laughs> yeah, so even though we were yeah. equal, equal in 1969. It was a turning point 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And on the word equality, uh, even the Mint has been out kind of backpedaling, not backpedaling, explaining that, saying, uh, is a quote, the word equality is meant 
as an expression of the goal the, that LGBT Canadians and their allies continue to pursue. Oh, it's aspirational. It's aspirational. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. we've ah. heard that before. Mm-hmm. So, it's like it's like a one of those like things that when you're running a race in that ribbon. I obviously don't run races. <laughs> you know, the end of a race and the there's a line? ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's the, the equality ribbon at the end of the finish line. Oh, yeah. so and I the, hope that you design the loony for when we when we break have, that ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a, yeah. I'll do something to commemorate like racing cuz I know all about mm-hmm. that. The finish line ribbon. No, yeah. yeah. What's it called? I think that is that what it's I th- I think I, that's, that's what, what it's called. I would call it. Well, that's what I don't it, run races either. <laughs> so. I want I'm to, certainly not the one that breaks the ribbon. I, so. want, a big one, I want a big ribbon that says equality on it, and then I'm going to run through it. Yes. And then I'll be like, okay, done. And I want to take a picture of it, and then that'll yeah. be like a heritage minute that we could do. <gasps> yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one other group. <laughs> Not just the academics who are upset about the loony. Yeah. There's one other group. I, I don't yep. want to dwell on this. No, this is why we're here. Tell us. Um, they're called Citizen Go Canada. Okay. What is it? If we, vague name, Citizen Go Canada. I have what, never what heard you, of them. What I can do look you them think up. They do. Oh, well, jeez. I'll just tell you. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're mad at the Mint for um, putting oh. the, the quote, unquote, gay agenda. <laughs> oh! <laughs> They almost had us there. I was like, "Citizen, go!" Maybe they want to join the race. That, no, <laughs> that sounds sounds positive. But yeah, no. Um, uh, CBC also interviewed them uh, when they're spokespeople. You know, just as what is he saying? Uh, what we see happening with Mr. Trudeau is he's really going too far. He's not only going mm. back from debate; he's taking a side. So they're upset that uh, he already he already took a side though. <laughs> like this is yeah. He was pretty clear about that from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that the, the loony um, celebrates homosexual behavior and lifestyle, and it's disturbing and offensive. Like that loony of the two faces. Yes, the loony. Is okay. Disturbing. Well, no, right. just the fact that it's celebrating no, I know. But it also homosexual is, lifestyle. It's like it's that fear mongering stuff. Like if a child gets this loony, what will they think? Well, here's the funny thing: <laughs> the, this uh, CBC story said, it concludes by saying um, that there are th- going to be three million of these coins put into circulation. Uh, the leader of Citizen Go Canada says if he gets one of the coins in his change, he'll trade it for quarters. <laughs> so I just, my first instinct when I heard that is just the irony is he's trading the gay coin for cor- for queens. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> JD, did you make that up? Uh, no, that was my first reaction. Because you need Twitter to just she, tweet that out. That was I mean, good. Your hats and her loud dresses. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, and her rainbow colors yeah, of exactly. all of her power suits. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, one badly lip-synced ABBA track away from uh, <laughs> being a queen. And he's going to have four on drag race. going to have four of them. Oh, my God. That is so amazing. Now he can't use any money. You ruined money for him. Yeah. <laughs> She's on everything. <laughs> I like it. Oh, he man. gets four queens. Um, I just wish that... The, <sighs> Dear Citizen Go... Mm-hmm. Take up something that matters a little bit more than this. Oh, I'm looking on their website. Mind got your a full business. Place. <laughs> Mind your oh, do business. Do they do other things besides Oh, it's living? everything. It's, oh, okay. you know, well, abortion and all that. Well, we gave oh, them their funds. They did. <laughs> also, I feel like this is a situation where it's like, it's like when you talk about climate change and they have 
hundreds and thousands of scientists who are saying climate change is a man-made thing that exists. And then they get the one per they're like, oh, we have to have balanced sides. So they get the one person that denies climate change and they're like, this is a legitimate opinion about climate change. Mm. This is the same thing. Like, why why did they have to go to Citizen Go to get their Two opinion? cents about it? Yeah, to get their four quarters. Well, I guess they were protesting. Right. It is going to be a burden if you don't want any coin to always be checking your change. And what, if a machi- <laughs> what if a machine a machine gives you a coin, a loony back? Yeah. Are you going to... You're going to have to go down to the 7-Eleven. I, I, I can imagine that the person that said that is probably not very pleasant. And if he's, you know, at the grocery store and the machine gives him one of those loonies, he's going to go straight up to the clerk and be like, I don't like this gay coin. I need four quarters. Or, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, I mean, now that he knows he's going to get four queens, he's going to be asking for, like, dimes and nickels. <laughs> no, she's on everything. <laughs> oh, no, she <laughs> I was going to say, maybe convince him to get pennies because those are worthless. I don't even know what's on our money. Yeah, that's exactly it. The queen. Don't get me started on the monarchy. Yeah. We won't. We won't go there. That's amazing. Should I feel like, I feel like that's an amazing point to end on. It's time for your spoonful of queer alphabet soup. I'm Damon, and today we're defining heteronormativity. The way in which sexualities are separated into hierarchically organized categories. Heterosexual sexuality is cast as being the most normal sexuality and is accordingly placed at the top. Non-heterosexual sexualities are deemed as abnormal and below heterosexuality. Heteronormative assumptions have dominated social institutions such as family, education, government, media, and medicine. to it Simowin on CJSR 88.5 FM in the city of champions well it's Jojo on the Friday morning show 9 to 11 a.m. sharp yeah yeah bright and early oh no 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 it's a Friday morning show Bannock and tea well it's Friday Join us. Oh, hey, we're back. Oh, are we back? To the surprise of you as well as our listeners. Yes. So let's let's go to the states for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I feel like we've like it, it's we haven't talked about the states in a while. I know, just because there's been like just dumpster fires of things happening up here in Canada. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, it's sure. pretty excited that like next like 2020 mm-hmm. Trump's gone yeah like here's here's hoping like we, Devast- we yeah. did it we, we <laughs> made it through almost he could be reelected no there's no way he I like your optimism I'm gonna ride that sure yeah yeah that's that's the optimism I know, like two years ago. Well, you know, like, we, we made it through this past election, and there was, like, collective tension. And then the election happened, and it was like, okay, like, well. And then it was like, oh, this is, we're going to have this same tension in six months with the federal election, and then a year after that with the American election. It's just a constant tension cycle. Anyway. <laughs> Um, or is that just me? I need like I need a massage. Only I think we didn't have yeah. to elect governments, and they could just be chosen for us. Is that what you're saying? Well, who would do the choosing? We don't. I mean, the we, queen. It's, yeah, that's like right. she, that she used to. 
Yes. I'm not advocating that. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, we was like, that's I'm odd coming from you. <laughs> Unless our queen is a was, drag queen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would totally go for that. I'd follow that government. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so <laughs> speaking anyway, of which, speaking with of with the upcoming American election, mm-hmm. um, they're yeah upcoming. Even yeah. Two years away. That's their cycle. Um, wait. When are when will the um, party? I don't know. When the American choose their leader. Yeah. Like when is that? I think that starts in January of 2020, and then they so like, but the primaries start. They keep coming earlier, so there might be a few in December. Okay. But anyway, it'll start like either December 20, like December of this year, or January 2020 is when the first primaries start for them. Okay. And, and then, then and then the actual like presidential run will happen from January until November. Until November, it's- it'll be about six months. Like by the time they. F- I don't know what the Democratic schedule is. By the time they have their leader, mm-hmm. probably be the spring. They're right? already campaigning. Exactly. Well, yes. Speaking of which, yes. there are some very interesting candidates running for the to, to lead the Democrats. Yeah, there's and like 19 right now. Yeah, there's 20 now. <sighs> yeah. Wow. And Keep wait, coming. wait one minute. 21. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, mm-hmm. I think that perhaps Bernie. I like. I mean, I was. Uh, very excited for Bernie Sanders the last mm-hmm. however many years ago it was it feels like 10 yeah. but I know it wasn't it was like two and a half <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> um, but like he I think he might be the least exciting candidate <laughs> now because he's been Cause he's before old, and he's old like he's mm-hmm. an old guy you mm-hmm. know and I think that I think that I, what I'm hoping, okay, so Trump is a really old, gross man, and I'm hoping that people are like, oh, yeah, when you elect old, gross men, they do old, gross men things, mm-hmm. and, and they lie, and they're disgusting. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> yeah. um, and not all the time. I shouldn't, I'm not generalizing, no, yes, but like yes. when I'm speaking specifically about His particular about brand Trump, of old, yes, yeah. his particular character. Yeah. And I think that, like, I think that in the next... Um, and the next election, we might see some some young, fresh-faced. Um, and when I'm when I say young, I mean like, you know, Cory Booker's like forty, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's young, I think, for a presidential know, candidate. Yeah. Because um, uh, Barack Obama was the youngest. No, was it Kennedy? JFK. Who, okay. JFK was. We're, how we're, old was? We're throwing out all of our knowledge. What is this Jeopardy? Was yeah. he in his? I think he was. Was he in his thirties, late thirties, early forties, maybe? I don't know. But Barack 40s. entered in, I think, in his forties and left in his sixties because he yeah. aged so much All while he was there. Hair. Yes. Um, but anyway, we want to talk specifically about um, Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. Oh, good one. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. Yeah, Buddha judge. It's, it's yeah. Hard to I watched I watched some videos today so that I could say it right. Because yes. I've been calling him Buddha Geek. Um, the signs even say it's spelled boot edge edge because this is a, judge. this is one of his gimmicks is teach people how to say his name. So. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well I think he's I mean he he has me hooked. Really? I wanna yeah. <laughs> why are you so surprised by that? Okay, because there's like, he, okay, just go on for why. And then um, there's just some things that his policies that he's come out against have been a little questionable. But Okay, so I'm not actually familiar with that. I've just been doing some research over the past couple of days. And mm-hmm. um, I think he's well-spoken. He, he's been criticized for his 
for those of you who don't know, he is an out gay man who is also married to a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and who he you know hugs in public and is very happy to be with and they and he's open about the fact that they met on a dating app and and I think he appears quite transparent um thus far Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. um and and this is coming from a person who has zero like faith in politics and politicians but Mm -hmm. um I think when you're like looking at what's happening with American politics and the people that they've been electing, I mean, this is a person who seems to have like a decent head on his shoulders, and he's and and he's also a Christian, identifies as a Christian man, mm-hmm. um, but uses you know his faith for good and and sees his faith as a power uh, for. Um, connection and empathy and helping those who need help and who um, you know are are less fortunate than others and and for me that's what I like about him Mm -hmm. and he's been criticized because he's been told by what's his and I'm gonna draw a blank on his name Graham I think is the person's last name some Republican that Lindsey oh Graham? Lindsey Graham uh, that doesn't sound right oh, okay maybe someone else anyway he's been criticized by someone on the uh, in the Republican Party that saying that like you can't be a Christian and be gay basically that it, like being mm. gay is a sin and and um, and he's just standing I mean he's just obviously going to stand by his face but he also talks about how he supports the separation of church and state which is like not necessarily something that a lot of American politicians talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump, I think, said he was a Christian just to get elected. Right. You know? Yeah, and he's he's done this weird thing where he's brought the church Christianity more into, like, mm-hmm. blurred those lines. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So is this the first time there's been an openly gay or queer yes. or trans yes. nomination for leader of a party? Of a major party, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I think, yeah. And I mean, so yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting because I was like, there was, um, when he first announced that like, he is very charismatic and his husband is too. Like his mm-hmm. husband on Twitter is really uh, funny and then they have like a Twitter for their yeah, I'm dog. Yeah, pictures of them right now. Yeah. And he did when he sort of like announced, you're right, when he announced that he was running, he like kissed his husband publicly, which was, you know. Uh, a big deal, unfortunately. Um, but then it's sort of, it's interesting because like from what I've seen, so there's all of those bits of it, but then there's also the things that like, in terms of his policy, uh, what he thinks in terms of his policy that people are like, well, this isn't, this isn't like the queer savior that we want. This is a democratic politician who's gay. Oh no. And I don't think he is at all. Like that, that person wouldn't even be in the place that Peter Buttigieg is in. Yeah. You know, like this is, and, and like, don't get me wrong. He, he's, I mean, he's a married gay man. He obviously like still in like certain ways supports sort of those like, um, like normative institutions and, and, and all of that. But Mm -hmm. like someone who doesn't do that is not even going to get close to, yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah, you like, have to, you have to you have to play the game, mm-hmm. you know, to get to get those nominations. <laughs> and well, yeah. So, and I and he just he just seems like a decent person. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a hot dog seems like a decent person. <laughs> 
compared to the <laughs> current president. Really? So. It's like when in The Simpsons, the inanimate carbon rod got the parade. Um, <laughs> yeah, like someone yeah. farting in your face is yeah. better than Wrong. the current president. Yes. But I think that, but I think that like, it's really interesting, right? So like, totally, you're right that like, he's charismatic. He's like, seems to have morals. Um, he seems to like, be able to like, take the good pieces of Christianity, which there are like, you know, um, the golden rule and all that. There's Jazz. so much good that comes there are. From it's like be a decent human and treat people well. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that's the thing when you get to this like high level of politics and like that you have people representing quote like certain identities, but then there it's the system makes it such that it's almost impossible for them to actually advocate for that group of people. Yeah. Right. So it'll be interesting to see like will he like quote, come out as somebody who stands firmly for trans rights and all of those sorts of things? Or will he just sort of toe a line where he doesn't touch it because he's scared to, right? Like I think it's more likely yeah. that he will toe a line. And I think that, I don't think that that means we should crucify him mm. because to, because not towing the line means he completely alienates the other people that he needs in order to to be elected. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where this information was gathered from. <laughs> there was, uh, uh, JD just showed us a picture of his, like, the hope poster, but with house. inanimate carpet. <laughs> 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 I wanted the viewers, or the yeah. listeners, rather, to be able to experience that with us. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, um, Sorry, carbon rod. This gets to me every time. <laughs> what was I saying? Do you remember? Um, yeah, that like he won't be able to get the voters that he would have gotten, or like if he tells yeah, it, yeah. if he goes so too extreme. Yeah, I don't think that that we should necessarily hold that against him, because we're right, we're in this place right now where politically, if someone doesn't do the exact same, the exact thing that we feel they need to do, we destroy them. But by destroying them, like we make it so that like people like Trump get elected. Yeah, you know, like yeah. So so yeah, Peter. Pe Peter Pete Buttigieg <laughs> is like he's not the queer savior that like mo like that a lot of us want mm -hmm. or and we don't even live in the states but I mean we're we yeah. live next to a sleeping giant so it it affects us mm -hmm. um, but it would still be awesome to have a gay president yeah and also like I feel like politically wouldn't it make more sense to like not be totally not totally choose a size side around that stuff while you're like in the running but then after get elected say yeah. like I'm absolutely 100% in support of trans I'm not saying that this is what he's going to do but like if mm -hmm. I were a politician maybe mm -hmm. no that's not what I would I wouldn't get elected that's what would happen if I were a politician <laughs> I know yeah. but if you're if you're like in it to win it mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah. make more sense yeah and I mean like t thinking through Obama as well right that yeah. he there's been a lot written obviously while he was in and then after about like race and and how he dealt with it and like you know Black Lives Matter became a movement under Obama like how that functions and that was a huge moment and a huge amazing moment for like you know um racial justice was like the formation of Black Lives Matter and so it there is an interesting relationship between like if there was somebody who is gay in power or say he's tapped to be vice president because that's very likely too right like the Democrats would just be so happy with themselves if they like decided to go with one of their straight white men and tapped a gay white man to be their vice president right um but yeah like would that spark something in the queer community where you'd have this moment of now seeing somebody in power and can we ask for more can we push for more can we like you know and like 
seeing that relationship here between the NDP and the queer community here that it seemed like a moment of like how do we function like how do we relate to a government that's suddenly listening to us mm-hmm. right like what is our relation what is our social movement relationship look like um, when there's a government in power that's willing to listen because we were so used to not having that right so yeah. yeah and correct me if I'm wrong but Obama stayed quiet about a lot of stuff mm-hmm. especially to do with queer issues until oh, he was already president yeah. so yeah 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 he he was originally like against yeah. same-sex marriage yeah. Yeah. right yeah and and this is what I mean that's what this is what all politicians do but especially in the states is that they flip-flop on things and they they say that they feel a certain way about something which maybe is not how they personally feel about it mm-hmm. you know yeah and I think it's interesting too. I mean, like, so a lot of the criticisms that I've seen of Pete, Buddha Judge, Judge PB, yeah PB, <laughs> um, is that he's in terms. It's like in terms of the social pol- like the social welfare politics, right? So that stuff. He's. It's not like he's. Um, been actively silent on trans rights yet, but that uh, when asked questions about like universal health care or getting rid of student debt or prisoners' rights to vote, he's sort of he's taken a line that's very centrist and very like disappointing to the people who do support people like Bernie or Cory Booker or that kind of stuff. Yeah, because um, Camilla Harris is a whole other problem with criminal justice and what she's done but anyway that's for another show (laughs) um not that we get the right to vote down there so whatever but um yeah i think it will be really interesting to keep watching him yeah i think that the the thing that the u.s needs more than anything is a kind person yeah not Mm. that it really makes any difference it seems like the way that their government is organized the president doesn't have all that much like a lot of the things mm. that Obama said he was going to do didn't happen. No, absolutely, and a lot of th- yeah, and then it's like what of yeah, and then Trump is being blocked on a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah, it's <laughs> you need more tyrant drag queens. <laughs> Solve the whole problem, <laughs> and they get stuff done. They do. They do. It's yeah. like an hour late, but they do it. <laughs> That's a drag queen joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that was good. Um, We just have time for... Oh, I did want to make sure to mention, let me just find this here, that um, Alberta students are organizing... We're just totally shifting gears without warning. Oh, yeah. Um, Alberta students are organizing a walkout um, to happen May 3rd between 9.30 a.m. and 9.50 a.m. This is a pretty cool movement that's been completely organized by students and um, in in their schools and online. And they're walking out specifically um, to bring attention to and to protest uh, Premier-elect Jason Kenney's um, uh, and the UCP government's uh, proposed changes to how GSAs would be protected and function in the province, and namely, uh, mainly that um, uh, under their platform they stated that um, there wouldn't be a complete blanket protection of anonymity for students entering GSAs. Um, they've said that's because they want to, in cases of um, extreme concern, uh, including perhaps self-harm or psychological distress, um, that they would be able to tell, t- tell the parents of the students, but we've discussed this before, that you perhaps don't need to tell the parents that their child is in a GSA f- to get the mental health help. Mm-hmm. Um, so students are uh, concerned about this, and they're going to be walking out again. That's from 9.30 a.m. to 9.50 a.m. on May 3rd. Uh, so walkouts have been uh, 
they they are pretty powerful when students do it on mass. It can be like a great way to totally get attention. And I love that it, it's like being organized by like young people, mm-hmm. like really young people, which is rad. Yeah. Although <laughs> twenty minutes, the school's yeah. like, we'll give you twenty yeah. minutes, they're and they're like, like, okay, we'll take it. Good luck eat. getting us back inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, and you have to eat your fruit roll up while you're out there because <laughs> that's your recess yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you don't get morning recess. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what we got. We only have time for events, I feel, unless, JD, are you pulling something out? I'm trying to pull events. Do you, do you have anything? Yes. So the first one, or do you want to say this one? No, you go for it. Okay, please. so uh, last week we interviewed um, uh, Darren uh, Hagen, who is who wrote and stars in a new show, very timely, called The Empress and the Prime Minister. It's all about the relationship between a drag queen and Pierre Elliott Trudeau right Ted around... North. Ted North, the drag queen, yes. All lowercase. Um, right around the time uh, that... Um, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau was justice minister and they were negotiating and thinking about how to make those changes to the criminal code in 1969. So we played an interview last week um, with Darren and the other co-star and uh, I'm going to put that up on podcast as soon as possible so you can take a listen to that. It's at the Roxy. So it's <laughs> which playing... Is, sorry, which is the theater that burned down? Was it the Roxy? It was the Roxy, but the Roxy Has now. moved, so yeah. they're in a different location. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're on Gateway on now. Gateway. Yes. Um... So that's happening at least until next weekend. Uh, so you can go check that out with a bunch of different screenings. Um, and from the interview that we did with Darren, um, he he wrote this play to be critical in many ways of this sort of like narrative that 1969 was a watershed moment. So in it, um, like the this drag queen Ted North and um, Pierre Elliott Trudeau had a relationship like in which they were you know they talked to each other and they they talked about these things and this was a way that Ted North advocated for different rights um, was to sort of have these conversations with um, the then justice minister uh, but it's based like loosely on that relationship and in interviews with Ted North and all that sort of stuff and so you should pay for your ticket entirely in the loony in gay the loonies. new loony yeah. <laughs> I think as soon as any of us like gets one of them in our change, we have to immediately just bring it in, and we can all look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep mine. Mm. I oh, I do keep every special coin. coin. Yes, even the ones like the yeah, the coins celebrate all kinds of things that I don't I know. care about. <laughs> Back in the day, every province got a quarter. Remember that? Yeah, I loved yeah. those. Yeah, I know. I was great. so excited when you got New Brunswick. Yeah. Well, not you. Don't get <laughs> There are three things we can't talk about. The Queen, New Brunswick, and the Senate. Yes. And you've invoked two of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it, I feel, guys. It is. Folks, everyone. Yeah. Uh, thanks for, for coming. And we'll be back next week. Uh, we won't be back able to talk about the play because we're going to see it that night. But we'll be back the week after that able to talk about the play that you can no longer see. <laughs> but <laughs> listen on the podcast for the full interview. Thanks for coming, J.D. and Anna.